minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
חסד ואמת נפגשו. צדק ושלום נשקו. אמת מארץ תצמח וצדק משמיים נשכח. חסד ואמת נפגשו. צדק ושלום נשקו. אמת מארץ תצמח וצדק משמיים נשכח. גם השם ייתן הטוב וארצנו Thank you. 
Elokai neshomo sheno 
שלום, טויבו וברוכו, חן וחסד, אוי ורחמים. עולנו ועל כל ישראל עמךו, ברוכנו אבינו כולנו כאחד. שים שלום, טויבו וברוכו, חן וחסד, אוי ורחמים. Okay. 
JM in the AM. Hard not to open up this radio broadcast without a uh, an amazing collection of selections from the one and only Deddy. We were saddened yesterday to hear of Deddy's passing at the age of 62, way too young, obviously. Uh, he had been ill for a while. And um, there's no question that uh, his passing has been felt in so many areas of the Jewish and general world. He had a lot of friends and a lot of people that he um, really grew close with over the years on both sides of the world. And um, in particular, of course, the world of Jewish music, the world that we've been part of for all these years, all the memories of his incredible concert performances, his um, jovial personality, his appearances on the air, uh, the interactions we had with him. The last time I saw Deddy was at the Nefesh Benefesh campus dedication back a year and a half ago. It was the last time we saw each other. I believe we texted around the time of Yoshua's wedding. Um, I was just trying to figure out and find out if he's going to be able to join us. Yeah, Wednesday, March 22nd. So Wednesday, March 22nd, he let me know that he wouldn't be able to make it. And... Um, we did text back and forth a few months ago, and Shai Grau, her daddy's son, was uh, was on the air. He said, please send me a copy of the show by email. Send me a link. I want to listen to it. Anyway, that was, um, that was a piece of news that we could have done without yesterday. The year ends with the passing of a daddy, and... Um, we recollect again on so many amazing moments and so many episodes and stories. It's funny that he, he was not the person I was, that I've been closest with in the world of Jewish music, but the number of stories that we have just from, I was telling some people yesterday about some of the things that he had done and how much of his generosity was on display on a regular basis, how Chesed meant so much to him and, he he would go beyond the norm when it came to trying to help somebody. That's the reality. That's the reality. He went beyond the norm when it when it came to helping other people. Anyway, he will be he will be sorely missed. There are a lot of people on both sides of this world that um, grew into a a a really close relationship with him over the years, and. Um, from walks of life, frankly, that you wouldn't believe. And I felt it was appropriate to start with a really solid, almost one hour, so well, about 40 minutes uh, uh, selections, or segment, I should say, of his music. Many of these tunes bringing back tremendous memories. Some of them uh, continue to be at the forefront even now, even in this era. Anyway, our condolences, of course, as the funeral takes place today, our condolences to Deddy's uh, wife, um, to the entire family. Many of the uh, Grauker children have spent time in Camp Missouri, so many of us are are familiar with them and uh, have met with them and have um, spoken with them over the years, interacted with them, I should say, over the years. 
and um, Daddy will be missed and was taken from us way too young. And um, and what could I say? It's a uh, reminder about just how fleeting life is. But boy, he made the most of it, making people so happy, so joyous, uh, doing so many wonderful things for others. He uh, he knew how to live life and did it really well. JM and the AM, it's a um, Tuesday morning broadcast on the September the 12th, day 26 in the month of Elul, getting closer and closer to the brand new year, which begins on Friday night. Uh, this is brand new from Yosef David Goldstein, and we will continue with more on this um, uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. Ding is going to join us. Shlomo Katz is scheduled to join us. He's got a big announcement. And then Ding is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how long and how well Ding knew Deddy. And we'll speak with him coming up later on this morning right here at JM in the AM.
Hey! 
J.M. and the A.M., a brand new one from Mordechai Shapiro and Shmuel, Yesh B. Emunah. Anenu done by Yoni Z. That's brand new. And the brand new one from Yoel David Goldstein entitled Vichasvenu. Words we're going to start saying Friday night here at J.M. and the A.M. It's America's one and only <coughs> Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at AlchemSingle.com, on the AlchemSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. To our news from Israel coming up. I think we'll start the uh, second hour again with a Deddy selection. As we... Shana uh, Tava is right. As we continue to be stunned by this news of Deddy's passing yesterday, a lot of people checking in with different thoughts and stories and uh, lots to say regarding Deddy. Uh, we'll speak with Ding in the third hour this morning. He knew Deddy a very, very long time. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM and the AM. ליצל מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב, באולפן רן יובנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. חמישה עשר שופטי בגץ ידנים כבר חמש שעות בשורת העתירות שהוגשו נגד ביטול עילת הסבירות. נשיאת העליון חיות התייחסה לביטול עילת הסבירות ואמרה, הממשלה באה וחוסמת את בית המשפט מלתת צעד לאזרחים. אנחנו מדברים על עילת סבירות שקיימת איתנו עשרות בשנים, ועכשיו אתם באים וחוסמים את כל בתי המשפט מלהעניק צעד לבעלי דין. היום החוק הזה חוסם את האפשרות הזאת לכל בתי המשפט בארץ, לא רק לבית המשפט העליון. עורך הדין אילן בומבך שמייצג את הממשלה טען בפני השופטים האם ייתכן ש-37 אנשים שחתמו על מגילת העצמאות יכבלו אותנו. זה לא מתקבל על הדעת. בגלל שהסמיכו 37 אנשים שהיו חתומים על הכרזת העצמאות המהירה, הבהולה, החפוזה, שברגע האחרון עוד היו טיוטות, זה אמור לכבול את מי שיהיו בעתיד? האם יעלה על הדעת שאנשים שלא נבחרו מעולם, ה-37 אנשים האלה, פתאום יבואו וייצרו לנו מסמך שנקרא היום חוקה ויכבול את כל הדורות הבאים? אי אפשר לבוא ולהגיד לנו, סליחה, אלה שחתומים על הכרזת העצמאות הם אלה שנתנו לכם את ההסמכה, אתם לא יכולים לסור מזה. 
בהלך הדיון התפרצה חברת הכנסת גוטליב לדברי השופט עמית שאמר כי דמוקרטיה מתה בשורה של צעדים קטנים. בריאיון ליעל דן ואמיר איבגי אמרה מעולם לא נחקק חוק שפוגע בהגדרת המדינה כיהודית ודמוקרטית. לרמוז שהכנסת פוגעת בדמוקרטיה או עלולה לפגוע בדמוקרטיה או בהגדרת המדינה כמדינה יהודית ודמוקרטית משחר ההיסטוריה ועד ימינו מעולם לא נחקק חוק אחד שפוגע בהגדרת המדינה כמדינה יהודית ודמוקרטית מי מחליט אם החלטה חוקית היא לא סבירה או כן סבירה? 15 עורכי דין שהתמודדו לשפיטה? בניגוד לדרישת בן גביר, נתניהו החליט שהקבינט ידון, ידון בתנאי האסירים הביטחוניים רק אחרי החגים מדווח כתבנו המדיני יניר קוזין ועדת השרים לענייני ביטחון לאומי, הקבינט המדיני-ביטחוני, קיימה היום דיון בהערכת המצב לקראת חגי תשרי. חברי הקבינט אישרו את ההיערכות המבצעית בכלל גופי הביטחון לקראת החגים. בנוסף, לאחר שהשר בן גביר דרש כי תנאי האסירים הביטחוניים יוחמרו כעת, בניגוד לעמדה המקצועית של מערכת הביטחון, שטענה כי הדבר עלול להוביל לתסיסה, ראש הממשלה הכריע כי הדיון בנושא יתקיים בחודש אוקטובר בלבד, וחרב דברי בן גביר, עד לדיון זה לא יחולו שינויים בתנאי הכליאה של האסירים. אחרי שיבושים של יותר משנה וחצי, העיצומים בתיכונים תמו. לפני זמן קצר הושגו הסכמות כתובות בין משרדי האוצר והחינוך לבין ארגון המורים, והעיצומים יוסרו באופן מיידי. מדווחת כתבתנו לענייני חינוך, יובל מילר. במסגרת ההסכם הוחלט כי עד חודש דצמבר ינוסח הסכם קיבוצי חדש וכל העיצומים יבוטלו. הארגון לא יוכל להפעילה מחדש למשך שלושה חודשים. המורים צפויים לקבל מקדמת שכר בסך 2,400 שקלים ולוח החופשות בחטיבה העליונה ישתנה אך רק בשנת הלימודים הקרובה. המורים ילמדו בתענית אסתר באיסרו חג פסח ובאיסרו חג שבועות ויהיה גשר בין יום כיפור לסוכות. מכאן למזג האוויר, בשעות הקרובות יישבר השרב, בלילה יחל לרדת גשם מקומי מהצפון ועד לנגב, מלווה בסופות רעמים ורוחות חזקות. אלה החדשות שערך היום רועי ולד. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
My request, Kol Brahma, that's a, a request from the app, and that's from Dvekas, of course. Deddy before that, another one of his great selections, but Kove Hashem. But Kove was a, it was a good recording and um, and uh, was was done really well. But I believe that Kove really became a hit because of um, the number of times he started his concerts with that song. He started a lot of concerts with the Kove. Mourning the loss of Deddy this morning here at JMM. His funeral taking place today in Israel. Taken from us way too young at the age of 62. JM and the AM. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here on a Tuesday broadcast. Shlomo Katz joins us in hour number three. Ding will join us in hour number three. He'll speak a little bit with us about uh, Deddy and some of the amazing stories. Um, that'll be uh, coming up. Keep it right here at JM and the AM. Safe, 
As we get closer and closer to the brand new year, those are words from the uh, High Holiday Service. La Dea Dimloch Melech Elyon. Shlomo Kalbach with Zochreinu Lachayim, Besefer, done by Yonatan Chainfeld. We opened up the hour with the Dedi, and we did an ent- almost an entire hour in hour number one of a Dedi's music. And. Um, what can I say? I mean, every, everyone is honestly stunned. Even though we knew he was not well, nobody expected to hear this news that he had passed away. And um, people are constantly, uh, since since the news uh, got out, are checking in with uh, stories and memories and uh, a lot of great things to say about Deddy. And our condolences, of course, to his wife, to his family, and... Um, And um, if there's one thing we could learn from him, it's his enthusiasm for doing chesed. That I could tell you. He had an enthusiasm for doing chesed. Ding's going to join us in hour number three. We'll discuss Deddy here on JM in the AM. A couple of reminders. This coming Thursday is our 40th anniversary celebration here at JM in the AM. As hard as that is to believe. 40th anniversary celebration, JM in the AM, coming up this coming Thursday. It really is insane, right? <laughs> 40 years. And we'll have an opportunity to reminisce and to get certain people on the air and to uh, have a little bit of a party. And you're all invited starting at 6 a.m. Eastern time to Poppy's Bagels at 204 West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. That's where the live broadcast will be that morning. And uh, very much looking forward to it. With a big thank you to Mark Zomick, our amazing staff, um... L.E.Y. Katz, Yaakov at Poppies, who could not possibly be 
more cooperative. I mean, it's amazing. And um, that'll be Thursday morning right here at JM in the AM. Live from West Englewood Avenue, but in this case, instead of in our studio, we'll be across the street at Poppy's Bagels. Our friends at the Bialystoker Synagogue on the Lower East Side of Manhattan have announced that Cantor Joel Kaplan is going to be presiding over services for the high holidays. Great choice, by the way. If you if you know somebody who's in Lower Manhattan who wants a real shul, a real sanctuary, a real service, a real chazan for Rosh Hashanah, direct them to the Bialystoker Shul, bialystoker.org, bialystoker.org. Um, good recommendation on my part, trust me. Cantor Joel Kaplan is absolutely wonderful. Very good recommendation. Um, Rabbi Goldwasser, and by the way, we it looks like we have a, a repeat of Rabbi Goldwasser, right? Yeah, it looks like we're going with an encore presentation of Rabbi Goldwasser from a few days ago. Um, Rabbi Goldwasser, on the 20th of September, is going to be speaking at um, the Young Israel of East Brunswick, courtesy of the amazing Rosenbaum family, uh, B and Ralph. Um, again, that's happening down at the Young Israel of East Brunswick. And that will be on um, the 20th of September. So do your best to plan for the 20th of September to be at the Young Israel of East Brunswick for by David Goldwasser. You will not regret it, especially this time of year. He's amazing in helping people prepare for Yom Kippur, that I could tell you. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevin, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn a fascinating piece in the Talmud. It once happened that the daughter of Nechunya, who was a famous digger of wells, once fell in to a deep pit with water. Nechunya used to dig these wells to ensure that there was always a lot of water available for the people who were being Olaregel, those going to Yerushalayim. They couldn't believe that Nechunya's daughter had fallen into the water, that same water that had always been used by Nechunya for good, for chesed. The people came and informed Rebichanina ben Doisa about it. In the first hour, he said to them, she is well. In the second hour, he said to them, she is still well. In the third hour, he said, by now, she has been raised out of the pit. Indeed, they saw her walk in. They asked her, who brought you up? She answered, a ram came by, led by an old man. Rashi says that the ram was the Ayel Shal Yitzchak. The elderly man was Avraham Avinu. She was saved in the merit of Akedas Yitzchak. Interesting, they then asked, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, are you a Navi? Are you a prophet? He said, I'm not a prophet, nor the son of a prophet. But I said, should something that a pious person trouble himself his entire life for become a michshol, an obstacle for his children? Rabbi said, nevertheless, we see that his son did die of thirst. As it says, his surroundings are turbulent. It teaches us that Hashem is medakte kechuta saira. Hashem is very careful with those who are tzaddikim. Tosos asks, 
How's it possible that Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa was so positive that the daughter of Nechunya was safe and sound? We see that at the end, in truth, his son died because of a lack of water. So what happened? In order to answer the question, Rav Shach cites an interesting Shita Mekubetzas, one of the great Mepharshim. It explains that Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa did not say these words with the absolute knowledge that nothing would happen to the daughter. However, he argued in front of Hashem on behalf of the entire family, and Hashem accepted his argument. Because that was the derech Hashem, that Hashem is maskim to the tzaddikim of the generation. Hashem will listen to their prayers. However, the incident with the son happened after the ptira, after Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa had passed on. There was no one in the generation that could argue in the same way that Hanina could. From the words of the Shita Mekubetzes, we learned that only the greatest tzaddikim in Noshim Tzidkonios could argue in front of Hashem. Only those on the Madrega, on the level of Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, could argue to be Ma'orer Rachamim, to inspire mercy. However, when Rabbi Hanina was no longer in this world, even though there was still a generation of Tanoim, no one could argue for the son of Nechunya. We see how great it is to have a tzaddik on the level of Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. We also realize the far-reaching zuchuyos, the merits of the great Akedas Yitzchok. May the merits of Akedas Yitzchok shield over all of us at B'yas Goel until Mashiach will come. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. in the A.M. Who you got, Los Sanu? Another song that uh, <laughs> Daddy always loved singing on stage. I was thinking about some of the amazing performances that he had over the years and some of the things that he did on stage, which made people laugh and inspired people and brought them such joy. <sighs> pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Um, his funeral, Daddy's funeral, takes place today, and of course our condolences to his entire family all of us here at JM in the AM. I mentioned earlier one of the most recent times that he texted me was to get a, a copy of the interview we did with Shai Graucher, his son, uh, after Shai had released one of his Sfarim. Took a lot of great pride in his children and for good reason. JM in the AM, Tuesday morning broadcast. Ding will join us in hour number three to discuss the uh, life of Deddy and some of the stories that are Memorable, a lot of them very funny. Um, we'll do that coming up. Um, Thursday is our anniversary celebration, 40 years. It'll be happening at Poppy's on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey, between 6 and 9, and you're all invited. Hard to believe that I started Erev Rosh Hashanah back in 1983, but uh, that's the reality. And here we are 40 years later. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Always thanking the one above for everything he's done, which is everything, uh, to make all this happen. So join us Thursday for the big celebration. You are invited. And uh, we hope you will, in fact, uh, join us. Uh, Don't forget that the uh, JM and the AM... Nahum Siegel Network has a Chesed campaign. Go to uh, NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. You can see some of the offerings, some of the recommendations that we've made about how to help people now before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. One of them is to help the Jews in the Ukraine. There's a special website that's been set up, officeofchiefrabbi.org slash Nahum. Officeofchiefrabbi.org slash Nahum. Be as generous as possible as they are literally trying to get absolute basics to certain people uh, in the Jewish community of the Ukraine before Yontif. Again, it's um, com slash chesed or just go directly to the website org 
slash Nahum. Office of Chief Rabbi.org slash Nahum. JM in the AM, Tuesday morning, Shlomo Katz in hour number three, and plenty more right here at JM in the AM.
יש רגעים שיש הסתר פנים, אתה מרגיש פתאום בלי אף אחד. אבל תזכור יש אלוקים שנמצא תמיד בפנים, אתה אף פעם לא לבד. תהיה חזק תאמין בו, לעם הוא אוהב אותך. ואל תפחד כי הוא המיוחד, הוא תמיד איתך. אלוקים אבא טוב, אותך רוצה רק לאהוב, הוא תמיד לך דואג ונותן מכל הלב. ויש בי אמונה לא מאבד את התקווה, שכלום זה לא מקרה, הכל לטובה. אלוקים אבא טוב, אותך רוצה רק לאהוב, הוא תמיד לך דואג ונותן מכל הלב. ויש בי אמונה לא מאבד את התקווה, שכלום זה לא מקרה, הכל Thank <laughs> Chaim Avital and Hakol Tova. Before that, Yehuda Green, Shma Koleinu, and Hashivenu. Words from uh, both Slichas, High Holiday Service, Ellie Marcus with Avinu Malkenu. 222 was done by Benny Friedman as we get set to uh, blow the chauffeur on Sunday for real. And of course, continue to do so now during the week until, uh, well, through Thursday morning, through Thursday morning, the Elul chauffeur blowing. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Hour number three with a reminder that our incredible, and I mean incredible, 40th anniversary celebration. Thank you, Mark Zamek. Thank you to L.E.Y. Katz. Thank you to Poppies here in Teaneck, New Jersey. Thanks to the entire staff and those who are working hard to make sure we have a wonderful uh, show on Thursday. A show of reminiscence, a show of uh, nostalgia, 
It's hard to believe it's 40 years, but Thursday we will celebrate the 40th anniversary of JM and the AM. I started on the era of Rosh Hashanah back in um, 1983. And this coming Thursday, we'll celebrate at Poppy's on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Actually doing the show across the street from our New Jersey studio. And I hope you could join us. I hope you could join us. Participate. Feel free to stop by. We've, we're, we're inviting everybody to just come and say hi and to celebrate with us. Whole thing is pretty amazing, frankly. And uh, very much looking forward to it. And again, a big thank you to my staff and to Yaakov over at Poppy's, everybody who's making it such a special and extra special morning this coming Thursday right here at JM in the AM. Uh, hour number three here at JM in the AM, and uh, we're starting with our dear friend Shlomo Katz. We were informed a few days ago that there's another musical project that the great Rabbi Shlomo Katz is involved with. Uh, or spearheading, I should say. And I said to my, and this will be another one of those um, incredible um, uh, and exciting periods of time where every few weeks a brand new selection is going to be released. He'll explain the whole thing to us coming up. And uh, any excuse to get Rabbi Shlomo Katz on the air, especially a couple of days before the brand new year, I am not passing on that opportunity. We'll, of course, ask him... uh, to comment on uh, Deddy's passing, the news that um, we end the year with, which has um, certainly thrown us for a loop a little bit, and plenty more here on a Thursday, excuse me, on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Rav Shlomo Katz, all the way from Efrat, Israel, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Nachum <laughs> Siegel, my dear Chaver, how are you, my friend? Baruch Hashem, doing well. You know, it's funny. I um, obviously we're spending a lot of time this morning. We're, we're talking about Deddy and his passing, and I have guests coming up that will tell us some stories, and we'll just reminisce a little bit this morning later on. Uh, I said to myself, you know, everybody, e- even in the world of Jewish music, where a lot of people think it's all the same, a lot of people might think one person is trying to imitate another. It is so far from the truth. Everybody has their method to reach the hearts of people worldwide, especially this time of year. When people are looking for inspiration, people are looking for uh, you know a little bit of a a tshuva and spiritual jolt, if you will. And uh, there are chazanim, of course, who inspire us with their tefillah. People like yourself, I think, we put in the category of being experts at uh, you know the the kumzit style and uh, and telling amazing stories and intertwining them with music that you know goes straight to the heart. And I think Deddy was somebody who did it all out of joy, with a tremendous sense of humor, and really touched all of us with just a jovial attitude and a and a very full of life and full of spirit attitude that was unique to him. Like I say, everybody has their unique abilities. And uh, I would assume, I don't know how well you knew him or didn't know him, but I'm assuming that you're in agreement with me that he had a unique style that really touched a lot of hearts. You you couldn't be more accurate, Nahum. You couldn't be more accurate. I did know Daddy. I knew Daddy in a very in a very interesting context. I, I saw a bunch over the years. He had very close friends, our dear friends in Ranana, Elliot and Debbie Tenenbaum. And I played a bunch of the family simchas. They're like family to me. Deddy always showed up and did a set. Mm. So I performed with Deddy a bunch of times at these simchas, and I have a great Deddy story. A great, it's the first thing I thought of when I, when I heard the passing, that he didn't just bring simcha to the people in the crowd. 
he had the band elated. He had the musicians themselves that were backing him up with a smile. Right. And I'll give you a, I'll give you one one taster. Daddy comes up to lead the second set of dancing at one of these events, and he's getting the crowd crazy, and he's getting us riled up. And then he abruptly stops the set, and he turns to us and he said, "Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I I I, I forgot. That I'm really hungry right now." And he just stopped the set. <laughs> uh, it was just it was an it was an epic daddy moment, and uh, we were fortunate. We were fortunate. I, uh, I I wasn't close to him, but I definitely had a, a number of beautiful interactions with him. And like I said, he didn't just bring the crowd simcha. Whoever, and I'm sure anyone that performed with him would say the same. He had us. He filled us. He had us all in an elated state of. Uh, we were much happier than before he was on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I I can picture exactly what you're talking about. Everybody who even had a small role on that stage and on that bandstand, uh, you know, just just were elated uh, when he had uh, his personality come out and uh, and made everybody so happy and made the occasion so joyous. So I know exactly what you mean. And uh, for that and many other reasons, he will be remembered with tremendous fondness by so many who knew him. And, of course, he was taken from us way, way too young. While we're at Shlomo Katz, uh, we were informed a few days ago. I'm actually looking for the, for the email, which I don't know how I missed. Oh, here it is. I'm looking for the email that informed us that, um, that you and Azriel Gans uh, and others are uh, embarking on a brand-new project. This seems to be another one of those... Uh, unique and uh and exciting projects because every few weeks according to what we've been told uh, a new song is going to be released uh how would you describe this project what's this all about uh this is this is a dream come true there's one more very important person to add into the, the mix of people that are behind this uh this project that's by moshe weinberger this is a product basically of ish kodesh kahilas ish kodesh it's them that are, um, they're the ones that are uh, basically really behind the whole thing. And these are the nigunim of Michal Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Who's Michal Shapiro? Well, one of the, one of the most, um, I would say one of the most popular nigunim to come out anywhere in the last few years is a song called An Everlasting Love. That's it. And you, you familiar were, you, with that one? You actually recorded that on an Ash Kodesh album. I, exactly. That was volume one of the of the of the absolute beautiful and heartfelt music of Nigunim of Michal Shapiro, a very very special person who I've gotten very close to over the last few years. And we put that out. I would say I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Uh, a collection of his Nigunim. Uh, Eitan, my brother, also recorded that song, Everlasting Love, on his well, one of his Live in Yerushalayim albums, which definitely helped spread that, that, that beautiful melody. Wasn't that the duet? And there's you, so many more. You did that duet with right. him, right? Yeah. Correct, 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 correct. Nahon, nahon. But there, there are so many more. This is a treasury of songs that have yet to really um, get out to the masses. And these are melodies that have been very, very dear to our Rebbe Rabbi Moshe Weinberger for many, many years. At, at, a, at a young age of 16, as a kid in Los Angeles, I fell in love with his world of music. Hmm. 
And this is, this is now a dream come true where we have volume two, where what we're going to be doing is we're going to be releasing, instead of releasing a whole album, boom, right on the spot, this, these nigunim need to be chewed on, cried over. <laughs> this is, you know, really, really diving over them. You don't just listen to but, them. Well, this, this, like, this, slowly, is, slowly. this is not a concept that's foreign to you because you've been involved in other projects in the past where you've released, you know, songs, you know, with, with within weeks. I mean, one and then a few weeks later, another, a few weeks later, another, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. So this, this is not a concept that's foreign to you. you you're, you're a very lucky man, frankly, though, because you have fans all around the world who are going to be waiting with great anticipation every time one of these comes out. So you have an advantage over a lot of other artists, and that is a public that's waiting with bated breath each time they get the feeling that you're about to release a brand new song, frankly. Uh, and yeah. and I, 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 know, I know your humility won't allow you to respond to that, but I'm saying it. Rabbi Shlomo Katz <laughs> with us live via telephone from Israel. Final few days of the year, 5783, getting ready for the brand new year the brand new holiday now excuse my ignorance and and i don't think there's anything wrong with an honest approach to this question the song is called adam yasodo you did release a few years ago at adam yasodo is this a completely new song is this that song redone how would you describe it well, Nahum, you are on the... It's amazing. <laughs> Nothing goes by you. I mean, if, if I don't have a good Adamus Soto this time of year, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is... Yeah, yeah. What this is... This is that song that we did. We did... It was a very uh, quiet, gentle release. It was actually as a, a gift to Rev Weinberger back then in memory of his father who had just passed on to the, to the next world. And now we have the incredible... Uh, one of the most greatest inspirations in the world of, of, of Jewish music, Yosef Karduner, is the one that's performing it here. I had I had the honor and privilege of producing this project, um, but my heart and soul is it. I feel I feel very very attached and connected to each one of these tracks, and we're starting now with Adam Yesodo um, to share it with the world. This was very much very important to Rav Weinberger also to get out. Dafka now at this time of the year. Yeah, I well, think that I won't have to explain. I mean, yeah, it's you also when you hear the song. Yeah, well, I'm going to get into an I'm going to get into an explanation in a minute. But you basically took yourself off the song. In other words, this is a song that you performed, did it as a gift to Rabbi Weiberger, and now three years later, you're basically producing the song, and Yosef Carduner is taking over the lead vocal. Right? That's basically how it worked. It, yeah, with a completely different production, though. Right. Completely different no, my point, yeah, my, my point being that most Jewish artists don't like taking themselves off of, you know, <laughs> of, uh, of, of vocal projects, but I see you had no problem doing it in this case. Call like a vote to you. Now, Adam Yesodo may offer. I mean, look, I remember the original, and you just sent me the new one, which we'll get to, assuming my machine is working properly here. We'll hear, the, we'll hear it in its entirety. But, I mean, the, the words at, you know, one of the penultimate, if not the penultimate time of the high holiday service, uh, you know, are, is basically an admission to the one above that we are nothing. I mean, that's that's essentially what the song is. It's a it's a it's a song, or I should say, it's words that breed humility, 
that breed, uh, you know, a recognition that he, in fact, is the king and not only the king, but dominion over all, including all of us. We who think we have some power or we who think we have the uh, uh, abilities to do anything, it all comes from him. And that's the recognition of the of this. And a lot of people would view it as a negative type song said in the way that we're admitting all this. I would imagine I'm not you know, I don't have the Hasidic approach that you have, but I would imagine that someone like yourself, because even I get it. Would 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 um would say that no, this is for this time of year. This is such an appropriate and beautiful song that we're going ahead and understanding our place in this world and putting him capital H on the pedestal on the throne that he deserves to be on. Tell me what you think. Uh, first of all, I'm once again amazed that whatever you put in your coffee this morning, <laughs> you're just so spot on again, Malcolm. <laughs> I think that uh, I'm, I feel like the words of Reb Nassan of Breslov, which is Reb Nachman's greatest pupil, he, once, he basically said that the greatest success man could have in life is not to get startled from, God forbid, a funeral to remind him how fragile our lives are. But it's to realize, to live in a state of awareness, our days are like a passing shadow. Now, when I come to that realization from, God forbid, a tragedy, right. it doesn't really fill me uh, with, prod- with productivity. Right. But when I, come, when I come to that realization from it just simply being the truth of how God desi- chose to design this world, it fills me with such a sense of meaning and focus and direction. And I think, I mean, personally speaking, this is where we go to here in our, in our show in Shirat David and Efrat when we come to these words. It's like, hey, this is the way Hashem chose to, right. to, to design the world. For me, I'll just share one more thing is that there's a, and I shared this with the composer, with Michal Shapiro about this song. When I first started listening to the song, the words continue, not just Adam Yisodam Me'afar Ve'Sofar but then it continues and it says, B'naf Shal Yavi Lachma, you know, what we do in this world how hard we work. And when I heard him sing it for the first time, I had so much imagery of my father running around with his accordion from school to school. Yep. Um, like, like many of your listeners remember my Abba of Shalom Katz, sure. my precious father. He should, he should just have the best year in the world. Yep. And, 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 and I get an imagery of how much man works hard in this world, Benafsho Yavi Lachma, you know, while we're in this, in this temporary world, and it filled me with such an appreciation of how hard my, my parents have worked to give me whatever they, they, all that they've been able to give me. Yeah, but Nafsha so Yavi Lachma. puts everything. Yeah, one must give yeah. their life. And in some cases, it was literal, especially if you go back some years. But Nafsha, one must give his life in order to provide for his family, to bring the bread that the yeah, family right. needs to the family. And, that's, and, and you're making such an important point. I think it's an amazing recognition when children do recognize. I know in my, my own case, it's tremendously satisfying to me when I have children and I see it in others who, who recognize their parents go the extra mile as you just described uh, to make sure everyone has what they need and um, yeah. and that is a tremendous recognition. All right. Um, Azriel Gans, Yashikach to you. Michal Shapiro, Yashikach to you. And by the way, in this email, 
in, in this email, it sounds like they're actually offering Rabbi Weinberger to go on the air. And I said to myself, you know, the next time Shlomo Katz is in the United States, if he would come to the studio with Rabbi Weinberger, that would be absolutely incredible. You, you think that's something? You think that's something we could work on? Is that something that might be a possibility? You know what? I've learned from my precious friends like us, Real Gans, who we've been privileged to to work on stuff for many years. Uh, dream big or, or go home very fast. <laughs> there you Just, go. You know. Uh, all right, so there you have it. Let's uh, let's take a listen to this. It's Adam Yasodo. It's the brand new one, and you can imagine it's going to dominate our broadcasts over the next few days. Words we start saying this coming uh, Shabbos on the first day of the brand new year as we recognize what we are, and more importantly, we recognize what he is. Shlomo Katz is with us. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Katz with us live via telephone. It's a Tuesday at JMDM. morning with Yosef Carduner, Adam Yesodo, Rabbi Shlomo Katz with us live via telephone as we discuss this brand new project, which we'll have 
a song released every few weeks. Shlomo, how do people access this? Is this something that's going to be uh, sent out worldwide? Will it be on your email list? How yeah. do people find the brand new song? In about, in about uh, I believe, seven to eight hours, it'll be all up. And, you know, whatever people are listening to, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and all mailers and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, you know, when people really want to find something, find it. Yeah. These days when people want to find something, it finds you, frankly, <laughs> they don't even have to find it. <laughs> you, you just, you just named like 2% of the social media sites that this will be on. Yeah. And you went through quite a list, yeah. frankly. Uh, that's the way these things work yeah. these days, obviously. And uh, thank God, at least yeah. there are some positives about this era. And one positive is uh, that we get to be inspired with easy access to songs like this and easy access to projects yeah. that are brand new from people like yourself um how are things in Efrat? have we sold every seat in the shul for rosh hashanah should i lie or should i be humble <laughs> in other words you have <laughs> there's not a space there's not a space to be had in your synagogue let me tell you something Nachum, if you call me tonight and say i booked my ticket don't worry okay don't I'll have worry. a seat, we'll you say? Thanks. <laughs> you'll put a you'll, you'll put a folding chair next to your seat. Come on, there's got to be a space for me. But I was just wondering in for general, you. I would imagine how packed yeah. the shul is going to be over Yontif Baruch Hashem. Must be a dream come true for you uh, to see the beyond, expansion. Uh, beyond. Expansion of your community, of your synagogue, etc. Pretty amazing. Anyway, I yeah. hope hope oh, hope yeah. one day I'll join you there. Although they may insist, we were close a few weeks ago. We'll try it again. Yeah, they may insist that I fly back for Yom Kippur to my regular place, hey. but uh, maybe Rosh Hashanah we could spend together at some point. Who knows? Amen. Yeah. Hey, what did you say? Continue to dream, right? Continue to dream. Exactly. Continue exactly. to dream. You dream big, exactly. dream big, uh, or go home. Or in this case, dream big, and you might end up at home, uh, in our home, <laughs> the real uh, home. <laughs> there you uh, go. Nachum, yeah. you're on fire. You're on fire. No, thanks. You're on fire today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anyway, I take this opportunity to wish you a Tivava Chatimatova, happy, healthy, oh, sweet new year. And who knows? Maybe we will uh, turn Ash Kodesh into a radio studio one morning and, and really have some amazing personalities on. You never know, Rib Shlomo. Oh, man, I miss you. By Lots the way, by the way, you. by the way, by the way, I don't know if you saw it because I don't know if it made it to Israel. Uh, but in Mishpacha magazine, they told the story last week of uh, Rip Shlomo Kalbach uh, in my car, Slichus Week 1994, and telling me what to use for Slichus, and you know, meaning Slichus first Slichus night, and what songs to use for Slichus on Leil Yom Kippur, which I still do to this day, by the way. That's wow. that's that's number one. And secondly, in that card, I know I've told you this probably a thousand times, but remember, uh, I asked him. I thought it was such a silly question, but I was so glad I asked him. I asked him, what does it mean that uh, that Shari Shemayim are closing at the end of Yom Kippur? That there's such a concept as Ni'ilah that Shari Shemayim are actually closing? And do you remember the answer he told me? You do remember. Yeah. He said that. You say it. Say it. Tell everyone. He said said that uh, after all the fasting and all the tefillah and all the discomfort and all the sacrifice of wearing shoes that aren't comfortable and not washing the entire day, not eating or drinking, and all the things that we do, and standing in shul and davening like crazy for hours and hours after all that, God says, come, let's close the door behind us and have a private conversation. The best. 
Yeah, you better, yeah, better. you you better mention that in your shul and Yom Kippur. <laughs> in your name, you can say you in can say my, my friend Nahum Siegel is not going to tolerate if he hears I didn't mention this on Yom Kippur. So. You know what? Deal, deal, deal. All right, Shana Tavad. Thanks so much for joining. We should have a lot of simcha this coming year, Bezrat Hashem. Amen, Nahum. Amen, amen, amen. The one, the one and only Rip Shlomo Katz from Efrat. Brand new song, Adam Yisodo. Obviously, we'll have it for you all through the holiday season, or I should say the high holiday season, right here at JM in the AM. More coming up here on this uh, Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Ding is going to join us. We'll talk uh, more about Deddy um, in just a few minutes from now. He'll be on the air with us. And uh, Thursday is our big celebration. Thursday is the big celebration at Poppy's between 6 and 9 a.m., 204 West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey, celebrating 40 years of JM and the AM. Thank you, Mark Zomick. Thank you, L.E.Y. Katz. Thank you, Yaakov at Poppy's. Thank you to my staff. Thank you to everybody who, who thought of doing what I never thought of doing, which was to actually have a 40th anniversary show this coming Thursday right here at JM and the AM.
That's just one of the uh, one of the songs that always got everybody up and going when Deddy would perform it on stage. Pretty amazing. I would say that and Vakove. There were some basic staples of Deddy's live concert performance that were just done so well even better than the recordings and really got the crowd going unbelievable i promised you we'd uh, reminisce a bit about uh, about deddy who we lost at an age uh, that we all consider too young 62 years old he passed away yesterday and uh, i don't think most people were, i mean obviously he had a lot of friends he had plenty of friends in our in our jewish music world and a lot of friends uh, in Israel and around the world in many different walks of life. I don't think uh, many people realize that Ding, of Suki and Ding, who's been with us on the air for 40 years, um, I don't think people realize how close he was with Deddy and close from a very early age. So I said to myself, I'm just going to get Ding on and reminisce a bit. We'll see which stories we'll tell because there's there some that just make me laugh every time I think about it. Uh, Ding, I'm sorry about the circumstances, but nonetheless, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, and I'm I'm very glad that you didn't call me a business associate or anything like that, but just a friend, a real friend for so many years, and we're going to miss him daily. Someone sent me a a clip, a two-minute clip. I could forward it to you. A two-minute clip from, a, from an interview that I did with you years ago. I have no idea what year it was. And you said, uh, Nahum, this is my favorite Deddy story. Now, I don't know if today you would say it's still your favorite Deddy story. Do you know which one it was? No. It was the one <laughs> It was the one where his father asked you to, yeah. to take him to camp and, Correct. and get him a job. And what, what job was the only one still available a day before? Oh, about the, about the way that right, one. Right. You got him Oh, uh, that was... That was great. You got him a waiter job, and when the first meal of camp shows up, when everyone shows up for the first meal of camp, every table except for two are set up, ready to roll, ready Correct. to. You know, and, Correct. And they went over to Deddy and said, "No, the head counselor came running to me and said, because he's the one that gave that you know that got him the the job, right? 
So he came running to me because I was the one that vouched for him. And, and he says, what's going on over here? So I call over Daddy. I said, Daddy, you realize that all these kids have to go ahead and eat. And he says, he says, he says, so let them get up and get the food. Right. No, well, <laughs> the way you told the story the first time on the air, you said that, uh, you know, you got to get the plates, you got to get the cups, you got to right, get the forks. Right. Gotta, right, right, right. And then he said, let them get up and get it themselves. Exactly. Go, go, he goes, what, what do you think? I'm the slave? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but, but in all fairness to him, yeah, and you said this during the, during the interview, in all fairness to him, he, he probably just didn't understand what waiter meant, like what the role of the waiter was in I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I just I just I just know that the head counselor gave me this look and he didn't like argue and he says, Okay, we'll find you another driver. He ended up being he ended up being the hit of the camp. I mean oh, everybody course. loved him and he and the, the famous story is when he we, we taught him about Colorwell, what Colorwell is and we told him there's a red team and there's a blue team and so he stayed up the whole night and he got paint he went to town and bought red paint. He was on the red team and just started painting. Oh gosh. <laughs> He was, um, well, he he was, uh, uh, you know, he he was somebody who thought independently. Let's put it that way. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. And, and he and and he was a dreamer, a dreamer. He he really was a dreamer. There was nothing he you know that he he didn't want to. He wouldn't go after. If he had he had a you know he had a dream. That was it. And by the way, by, and this was confusing to me also. You first met him when he came to America with Pirchi Yushalayim. Correct. In 19, was it 75? So, um, what's in Meishkan? You remember Meishkan? Sure. Meishkan, right, right. From Nagina. Meishkan from Nagina. Nagina, right, yeah. correct. So, he, they produced a, a Pechilislam came out, whatever, at the beginning of the year. It was like, and, and they, yeah, Meishkan brought them in for four shows on, on Pesach. And at that point, I was, I was a teenager, and, I, but I was like hanging around in the Gino office, and so he asked me to, you know, go ahead and take care of the uh, of the kids when they're coming, and you know, take them, take right. them to Great Adventure. Great Adventure had just opened up in right. Jersey, and and so that's where I met him. But he, but even as as a, as as a kid, and he was fourteen at that time, he was like the hit of the of the you know of the party. Like in other words, he he I was the personality. He, he was the personality, and he would. Um, he would he would always <laughs> imitate Yigal, which is hilarious. Meaning Yigal Salik, leader of the choir. Leader. So of the he, choir. it's not like he was a star soloist, and that's how you knew no, him. He, no, he, he was wasn't. just the he was just the personality. No, within he, the choir. he wasn't a soloist. He was just always like making all the jokes and right. and all the shtick and uh, and everything else like that. So okay, so that summer happened, or that Pesach or Sukkot happens, and that then happened right, and and. Um, and then I lost contact with him for about uh, two years. And then I went to Itri in 1977, the end of 77. And uh, sometime, like I must have been about February of 1978, I come outside Base Medish one day and, uh, and I see this guy with a kippah guy, and he's sitting like on the, on the ground, like on, uh, on the steps of the yeshiva in Bissafafa. And he looks up at me and he goes, ding. And I had no idea who he was. He obviously he was two years older. And, and uh, I said, yes. And he goes, you don't remember me? And it's broken. He always had this cute English, you know, broken English. And he goes, 
Tolozacha, yeah, anyhow, so so he says, um, I need daddy. And uh, I said, wow, you know, and I said, how are you? And he looked terrible. He looked, un- I, I can't imagine, I can't explain like how he just looked so sad. And I said, daddy, how are you? You know, happy and everything. And he tells me that uh, his mother just passed away. Wow. And yeah, and and she was she was never she was she was killed in a, in a car accident, and um, and and I could tell how much pain he was in, and and so me and Suki we were living there, and I said you know do me a favor, Dad, come inside the basement edition. We we sat down in the basement edition. We we came out. We made up to meet once a week. He would come and we would sit and we would learn. And and uh, so that was that was like I say I guess like the second chapter. Right. And, and then, and then, so we're going back to the to the to the going back to 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 from uh, from that year from that Zman, We're going back to the states to go to Camp Agudo of Toronto. And Daddy has been asking us for weeks that we should come to his house in in uh, Ramat Gan, where his father lived. And, and and he wanted us to come for Shabbos. So I said, this is a perfect opportunity. We're going down to Matzah Shabbos. Let's, uh, uh, I'll, we'll come for Shabbos, and then we'll go straight to the airport after Shabbos. So that's what happened. And in the middle of Shabbos, shoot this. And it was a wonderful Shabbos. I can't, the daddy's father, a lovely, lovely person. And uh, we, we, in the middle, in middle uh, it's, it's doing Shabbos, shoot this, and he goes, Eddie, you know what? I forgot. Could you go across the street and tell like one of the neighbors to give him a message? And 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 it turned out that he he didn't really want to give the message, but he needed to get Daddy out of the house. <laughs> and so Daddy said okay, and he went across the street, and then he turned to me and to Suki, and he said, uh, "You, I mean, first of all, thank you for what you're doing, but you realize how bad it is, and we have to get Daddy out of here. We have to send him to America." come up with some type of, uh, you know, some type of plan to get him to go, take him to camp with you. And that was and, the, and that's where the camp story came from the uh, camp I lived in Toronto. Story, right. That's how, that's how the whole camp story. And, oh. and, uh, that night, this even before I went to the airport, I called up, uh, the people in the camp of Toronto. And that's when we said, well, we'll make, we'll make him a waiter. <laughs> and, and the rest is history. Thing and is, there, and, and, yeah. and, and, just so, so then, we we went back to America, and it was like two days before uh, before camp started, and that's when I was recording V'chom Amina with Mordechai Ben David, and um, so we took Daddy to the studio because he loved music, and and that's when he sang a harmony with Mordechai Ben David on on Vati Teimano, so on the on awesome. the on the album that we're going to be playing a lot this week, right. And you always end off the yeah, era, always end era. the year with in Kitzvah. Right. So, oh, he is, so when we talk about him knowing you and knowing MBD, and I mean we're talking about a long, long time. He met all these people. That's what's so confusing to me. When when it's time for him to you know to do like you say to dream big and to you know try to fulfill his dream. You know, obviously that was to get on stage and to and to perform as a solo this act. Was, this was one of his dreams. He had a lot of dreams. No, I, I, I get it. But I'm right. saying, but it always sounds like 
that there was pushback. It always sounds like people were telling him that's not a great idea or you're not going to succeed. And it but, didn't but, make it. It didn't make it. No, but my point. My point is that someone like you, and not a criticism. I'm just curious what your thought process was. Yeah. Someone like you, you know, seeing him and knowing what he did in Cambia, like, didn't people like yourself and others think it was worth a shot with him or not? Well, we 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 we, we always loved him and we always respected him and we always. I mean. We we knew of of his the, the the how capable he was. Right, that's the bottom line. Like we knew exactly you know what he was, and and um, uh, look, I I can go on forever, but the mitzvahs that that person did. Oh, I th- yeah, there's not, pl- there's plenty to talk about. That was the the one thing I posted about him is that his uh, any any story having to do with him has to do with Chesed. Everything has to do with Chesed. Everything. everything. It's unbelievable. But but you got to just you got to solve this for me. So is it then Yossi Green who decides that you know this guy's worthy of a solo project, or were there others that had faith in him at that point? No, I I, I first of all I I can't I can't really say because I, I I don't I don't know the answer to that, but. He had this dream that he wanted to that he wanted to to sing and he wanted to become a star, and so the first thing that happened was that he when 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 performers or anybody and that's how he met uh, Murray Uberfeld, his right. good friend Murray Uberfeld. Murray would and David Bodner would come very often to Eretz Yisrael, and then he would always pick him up and take him around, and and so he became friendly with with Murray. And then he, and then when Mordechai and David or Avram Free would come to do a concert, so he would also he would pick them up at the airport, and he would take them around, and it, so and he kept on going ahead, and he, and this is the famous story where he kept on going ahead and asking Mordechai, let me perform, give, give me a song, give me right. a song, give me a song, and then finally one day Mordechai and David says, okay, Uma tonight, be there at eight o'clock, you get you got your one song. Right. And and you know the story, right? Yeah, of with course. The, with the suit, right? He, put, <laughs> he ripped his he, suit he on stage. He have, right. He, he ran <laughs> to get his suit, and he realized he only had his Bar suit, which was his last suit that he wore. Anyways. <laughs> Right. It was it, and, and, it was a very funny story, but he did make it through that night, and I right. He so mu- then, and and so then after he did that, then came the the, the same the same kind of story with Hask. I think it was year five, where. Um, He's not in year five. I don't think he's in no. year five. I don't think so. I could be wrong. It's either five or, it's either five or six. Okay. I don't think I don't think his name was was listed ah, on the program. Okay. That could be. Go ahead. Right. So it's either five, and that's when he did he did his song, and 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 then I didn't really, you know, that's when he he was living a little bit in South Africa. He had some business in South Africa, but uh, I don't remember. I I so. Uh, you know that eventually, you know, went into his, uh, you know, making Ratza. Uh and um, so I'm, I'm not sure whether it was Yossi's idea or not. Is it, it, I, th- I think it was just Daddy's idea. Right. I think it was just Daddy. You and he goes, he goes to a great composer, and he, he composes for him some great songs. Amazing, and uh, and, and that, also such a variety. Yeah, such a variety. well, he had he had tremendous versatility, and we learned that on the spot that he was able to do all types of right. of I think music. The opening song was actually a Bach trade song. Oh, maybe that was the second one. So. Yeah. Thing is with us, we're talking about Deddy, who was taken from us uh, at at the young age of sixty two yesterday. Funeral taking place today in Israel. Felt it was appropriate. Ding knows him, as you heard, as you continue to hear. Ding knew him for a very, very long time, um, way before he was a member of the 
Jewish music world. And the um, I know we don't have that much time, but there there were two like things that always stick out and uh, of uh, of his chesed, and uh, one was with Hask. As soon as he became, it was year ten when he already was in like in a stardom, and everybody loved him, and he right. So that's when he he took the lead. He was the lead uh, performer at Hask ten, and. As soon as he, as soon as he, you know, got close to Hask and saw the kids of Hask, he fell in love with them, right. and and he he felt like it was his his duty, you know, to go ahead and 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 help support Hask, and that's when he called. He himself came up. He was, I'm the ambassador of Hask, and that's when he got his friends, you know, Murray and David Bodner and Charlie Kushner, and these people. And you don't, you cannot imagine how much money he raised for Hask. And what he did, he, he built them a brand new dining room, which is millions of dollars, a brand new swimming pool for handicap, which, which I think at that time was $900,000. And, and, and this is like, you, you can't, I mean, you just can't give him enough credit for, for such, for, for doing that. Yeah. No question about it. I, I remember a funny story, speaking of Chesed where uh, I don't know if you were in the room that night or not, but he's on stage. I was emceeing a concert, and he's on stage, and, and somehow a young girl got on stage. I don't know if he asked for a kid to come up or she was making a presentation on behalf of the organization for him. I don't remember exactly what it was. And he discovers in conversation with her on stage she's never been to Israel. So he says, right. I'm going to make – you remember this? No, but I, so I, I says, do remember. I do remember it. I, I don't remember it happening, but I remember the story. Yeah. He says, "I'm sending you to Israel." And, yeah, and he, and he says, "Go backstage and speak to our entitled Bobby. He's going to arrange the whole trip." And and we're standing there backstage, going, "What? What just happened? Like, what's going on here?" You know. But he always felt that he, if there was something he could do to enhance someone's life, he wanted to do it, and he found and that's that- exactly, exactly, exactly. That's the bottom line. That's a, and the second thing. Besides the chest of the Sadaka, and it wasn't only Hask. I mean, he did yeah, so, many, so many. I always said that. I, I've always said this. I said this for years and years. If Daddy won the lottery and he, he won a hundred million dollars, he wouldn't have it too long. Right. <laughs> he would give it away to Sadaka. Correct. But, but but the other thing about him in terms of Chesed was he could not take it whenever he saw a sick child, right. and it made him so. I don't know what the word is, but he he felt that that he has to make this child happy, right. and and he uh, not one, not ten, uh, hundreds of times, hundred, and it wasn't it wasn't just go to the hospital and you know and sing. It was becoming this person's friend, and I mean the 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 story that that, that I think that I wrote about was one time it was Chalamite Sukkis, and there was a teenage. Uh, um, teenage girl who had a tumor and um, she, I remember she was in doctor's hospital, which is on, on the east side. And it's like a nine, it's right next to Gracie mansion. And it's not like a famous uh, hospital, but for this particular Machla, you know, that's where the, she had to be. And she was going, I believe she was going Wednesday. Chalamoid, this was Sunday, Sunday, and, and, and Chalamoid was was Wednesday. She was going to Phoenix to have a surgery. Anyway, so I pick up Daddy at the airport, and uh, and and we we go, we drive down to the hospital, and Daddy goes, "How am I going to sing? I don't I don't have any keyboard player, nothing, you know." 
And we, we get to the hospital, and, and like on my mind, it's like I wish I wish there was some way that I I can call somebody. But it's Chalamay Sukkot, everybody's away. There's, there's nothing. And all of a sudden, just as I, I, I we get to the hospital, it's Sunday morning. No, nothing's open on Sunday morning. And we look across the street, and there's a PC Richards store, and 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 it's open on Sunday morning at nine twenty. <laughs> and 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 so then he says, like his eyes lit up. Go into the store, and sure enough, there's one of these Casios, a Yamaha's. Oh you know, my keyboard, gosh! Right, and we we and we buy and we walk into the hospital, and like that, like I told Daddy, are they going to let us into the hospital carrying this thing? And 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 we 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 get up to the to the whatever floor it was, and the elevator opens, and Daddy's standing there, and he's holding this box with with, with, with and all of a sudden, the nurse on the floor starts screaming, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And 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 uh, there was another patient there, so we we actually visited two two um, two, two patients that day, and the one that, that that he went for, the one that had a brain tumor, had Baruch Hashem had a brain tumor, uh, and and it was removed that Wednesday in in, in Phoenix, but when Daddy left the the, and this is the famous uh, famous for me at least. When 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 Daddy when Daddy as he was leaving the room he says do me a favor invite me to your wedding and so Daddy so she says emir Hashem. and that's what happened years later I think it was four or five years later she called up and and Daddy was so hurt because 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 he he had already committed that day of the wedding he was already committed to a job and 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 he and he Daddy said what am I going to do I I wanted to come. Anyhow, Daddy found out that they were making a Shevard Brachas the next night after the wedding, and he came and he surprised him, and he sang at the Shevard Brachas. Amazing. I love Amazing. it. Ding and, is and with it, us. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, it, 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 it's so sad. It really is just, it, it, it's so sad because he was too young and uh, he was too good. He was really good. The Prime Minister of Israel recognized uh, the news. Uh, yep. which is pretty amazing to show you how many people of stature and different walks of life were friends of Deddy's. And um, I, oh, and, and by the way, speaking of prime minister, there's a famous story we will not tell on the air. Famous story of him and Leah Rabin. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh, that, you could tell that on the air. There's yeah. no reason. You, of course. <laughs> so, so he's in first class. And by the way, I was in Ben Gurion Airport with him at least three times that I remember. And he knew every person in that airport. I mean, he knew everybody in that airport. I want to tell you what you tell me about the bed. Just listen to this. You think he knows everybody in the airport? I was with him in JFK. And he and 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 well, you know, when you go up to, to the second floor, right, uh-huh. to the board, uh-huh. and 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 all of a sudden he says, "One second, I, I see, I see this guy," and, and and he sees a guy, a janitor, who's cleaning the floors, and he goes to me, "Ding, hold on one second. And he goes over and he starts speaking to the janitor, and the janitor has this, what do you call the garbage cans that they have on wheels? You know what I mean? Yeah, right, and and. And and afterwards, I said, like, you know this guy? And he laughs and he looks at me and goes, he goes, he's the head of security at JFK. And and, and he's carrying, you don't realize that the broom, the case that he has, the broom, is actually a newsie. No way. And, yep. He knew everybody. He knew, this. he knew as soon as he walked on a plane, he could tell you who the uh, marshal was right. on the plane. The and air marshal, right. 
the stories don't end. So he's on a plane. He's in first class when Al Al had a first class. He's, Correct. He's in first class, and Leia Rabin is in first class, and Daddy's with his daughter, who's about a year old, and she's screaming her head off. Uh, right, that's so far. So, right. so and you're not supposed you're not, you're not supposed right. to have a child. Right. You shouldn't in have seven. a baby in first class, but this is the reality. He's a big traveler, and they're not denying him and his wife the opportunity. Leia Rabin, who was not the friendliest person, as many of us know, uh, Leia Rabin was very annoyed by the fact that she's now in first class with this baby screaming in her air, in her ear, and Daddy doesn't know what to do, and then it hit, and then it hits him, and he said, "I, I really look. You said I could tell this on the air, so I'm going to tell him. For sure, he, for sure, for he, sure. He, he brings the baby over." over to Leia Rabin and says, this is my son Yitzchak, named for your husband. <laughs> and she holds the baby the entire flight. <laughs> no, I, don't, I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But, it, but, but, but she goes, oh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then not, not another word out of her, right? Correct. <laughs> and, and, not and another so word. And why she never asked why he has a pink blanket, I don't know. But maybe he, maybe, maybe, maybe the girl didn't have a pink blanket. Who knows? But that was Daddy. That was Daddy thinking on the spot and making someone feel good in the most unusual of circumstances, to say the least. And by the way, Dig, you'll like this one. In 2001, my, brother, my late brother and I are at the final game against Seattle. Remember Yankee Seattle? And Yankee sure. Stadium? I was there. I You're was there. there. Okay. So I'm sitting with my brother. We're in the first row of the second level and you know if you remember that game it was like it was amazing that the Yankees won that series and the whole place was in was in total simcha right that was that's Paul O'Neill's last game or something like that was that, was that his last season was that his what? last game or oh maybe his last season his last season that could be that could be yeah I think you're right I think you're right it was his last right. season yeah anyway right so um so after the game, you know how it is. Instead of heading home immediately, everyone hangs out for five, ten minutes because, you know, you're celebrating with your other fans and, you know, you want to take it in, the whole thing. So right. we're standing there, and all of a sudden we look down on the field. There's a guy with a yarmulke walking toward the pitcher's mound after the game. And That's, yep. And, I, and my brother says to me, who do you think that is? And I take a close look. I go, that's Denny. He, he was on the field with Mayor Giuliani after the game. Giuliani loved him yeah. and, 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 and would take him to all the games. But not only that, that World Series, they, 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 uh, Giuliani took Denny down to the dugout. <laughs> and I said, Denny, don't forget me, you're good friends. <laughs> he, goes, I, he, goes, he, he goes, I'd love to, but I, I, I can't. I you, can't were the, you were there from him, for him from the beginning, but he couldn't get you <laughs> to the Yankee dugout, I'll tell you. Uh, there was another good Yankee story with him, by the way. I'm on stage. This is 1996. I don't know if you remember this or not. 1996, and he is the headliner of a concert in New Jersey on the night that the Yankees win the World Series. So this is Saturday night, right? The Yankees won the night. I was there. Did you write that okay. concert? So we're backstage, right? You and I are backstage. Right. And right. So, so I know, because obviously my love for the Yankees in baseball, I know that the entire crowd who made a commitment to be there and they had no problem being there are certainly, and remember, this is way before cell phones and everybody checking scores on the spot. So I know for sure that the whole crowd wants to know an update on the game, right? So, right, I, right. so I go on stage and I say something, uh, and, and before intermission or whatever it was, I say, okay, uh, end the four innings, no score, whatever, to, you know, whatever it was, whatever the score actually was. And I give this update. Deddy comes over to me and he says, uh, it, the, the next updates, please let me do. 
Right. He says, please let me tell people. I remember it like yesterday. I, yeah. I said, all right. If you, I, I said, do you know anything about baseball? Like, do you even know the lingo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. So he goes on stage. Le Dugma. He goes on stage and he says, uh, by the way, right now in the seventh yin-ying, in the seventh <laughs> yin-ying, there, you know, there's no score, whatever, you know, whatever the report was. And I say to myself, this guy just told me that he knows all the lingo and he knows exactly how to report a Yankee score, but he didn't care. It was just, he, he knew that he knew that it was, it was important. He knew, he knew exactly what he was doing. It was important information for the crowd and he was going to make sure to announce it himself. I got to tell you, before I go, one, one more quick story, because you mentioned New Jersey, that um, how did he get this relationship with Charlie Kushner? Um, so, he, Charlie Kushner's pet charity is um, what's it called, the Sinai Academy, right. which 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 is has has uh, regular kids and it also has special kids in, in inside, and so that's his pet charity. And so uh, when he after Daddy started to become popular, he called up Daddy and he said, Daddy, could he actually called me up or whatever? To, to, so I arranged to come to, to Sinai to have a beautiful auditorium, and he did this concert, and the concert was amazing, and I mean. Uh, and 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 afterwards he came over. All, uh, Charlie Kushner came over and said, "Daddy, here's a check." And Daddy took the check. He didn't open up the envelope. He didn't. He didn't look how much money it was. In front of his face, he took the check and he ripped it up. And he goes, "For these kids? For these kids?" And 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 that's the chesed. That's Daddy. That's, and, uh, and just so people understand. He had a large family, certainly, need, yeah. certainly needed the money. And by the right. way, one other thing, which I said to a few people yesterday, there, there were, and I'm sure, I'm sure you were in this group. It can't just be people like me. There were, there were people that when he was involved in certain business dealings, he would include them. And, right. and, and when he felt the Hakaras, it happened to me, so I know it. When he felt the Hakaras Hatov, he would call you up and say, I just want you to know that if things succeed with this, you're going to be one of the beneficiaries. And, uh, and he probably did that knowing him with hundreds of people. I never, the truth is, uh, and, and this is so not like me and so not like anybody. I, we never discussed money. It right. was, the, we, ne we never discussed money. We never, not only that, uh, like we, whatever, whatever uh, concert, you know, we, we, we did, he goes, Ding, if you think I should be there, I'll be there. Like the money was it, was, it was never an issue. It was, it was just, it was just what he felt. I hear it. Well, Ding, if you ever make it into the Yankee dugout, please don't forget your friend, Nahum Siegel. Nahum <laughs> who? Hey, I'm going to take this opportunity. Uh, first of all, we should share Simchas. It's, it's always eerie. Amen. It's always eerie to me when we lose someone at the very end of the year. It's always eerie to me. I was telling this to someone yesterday that God decided almost a year ago that he would not survive the year. And that's, that's I don't know, it always gets me when it happens right before Rosh Hashanah, but this is life, this is the way it is. Uh, the brand new year begins in three days. Uh, Daddy's family is obviously sitting shiva, and our condolences to them. And uh, Ding, we should only have a, a year of happiness and health uh, together and celebrate together and always share good news together. And, oh, uh, and these precious memories, which bring so many smiles to so many faces, because that's the type of person he was, uh, everyone should continue to. And be. we didn't get, we, 
we didn't cover anything I know, like it. Like, I know. It's just, I, it's I, just, I, could, I could tell another ten stories right now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but the so. bottom line, the bottom line is Chesed. That yeah. was it. And and he he couldn't take it when he saw somebody that was having service. He yeah. couldn't take it. it. It bothered him so much. And uh, unbelievable. It's, but it's, it's so yep. true. It's so true. The pain of others. You know, we always use this cliche, and people speak about it. The pain of others was so painful to him. The pain of others was so painful, Tim. We should remember that. I, I, I you know, I think back now. I just, it's probably because he went through so much That's pain right. as a child. That's and, right. uh, you know, I, 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 maybe it's not a nice thing to say, but it, 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 his father, after his mother died, went a couple of years, and then he, and then, and then he. I don't know if you know the story. He was, he got engaged, and the day of the wedding, the day of the wedding, he went to take a shower. And that's where he died in the shower. He had a heart attack in the shower. It's a terrible story, but I don't know why I said it. But but uh, no, but I, I know why you said it because it wasn't just that he had difficult circumstances. It, right. Everything that happened to him—the story with right. his mother, the story—everything was so dramatic and difficult to wrap your right. head around, and so sudden. And, and then and then he would walk out with the biggest smile and the, and, and 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 like like nothing affected him. But Baruch Hashem. And uh, and I mean, and nobody could nobody could toss a microphone cord like he could. I got to tell you the 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 kibbutz of aim that his children had, and Malka, his wife, and you know it, it shows you how much they knew they knew so much of what a person he was. And, amazing, uh, yeah, amazing. Anyway, have a good year, Nachum. Thank you for everything, and and I'll see you Thursday. Ezrat Hashem. Thank you, Ding. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Yes, we'll we'll speak Thursday and. Give each other the appropriate greetings then as well. Achenu Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Our listeners sponsor digital radio around the world of web at AchimSegal.com on the AchimSegal Network. And of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing uh, Tuesday here at JM and the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more tomorrow, starting at 6 a.m. Till then, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.